Hi, everyone, and welcome to podcast number six. We have a wonderful guest today, my dear friend and intuitive healer, Perry Zarella. We talk about how Perry chose her parents before she was brought into this earth. We talk about near-death experiences, extensions of the human experience. We talk about death and dying, hearing voices, normalizing schizophrenia, her business guided integration, the life of a therapeutic intuitive and healers. Perry is currently writing a book. She is a channeler. I work with Perry regularly every other week. She has helped me normalize and understand some of my deep intuitions, even some of my fears, helping me get deeper within myself and connect to the world around me. She is absolutely wonderful. This is a must listen to, very mystical and interesting. I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I am super pumped about today's guest. We have my dear friend and intuitive healer, Perry Zarella, in today to talk about the light and dark of mysticism and paranormal experiences. Hi, Perry. So happy to have you. Hi, Erin. So happy to be here. This is such an honor. Thank you. Yay. We think so, too. (laughs) So tell us about your experiences. How did you begin this work? Absolutely. I'd say my experiences begin before my current human experience. I have a very clear memory, which of course isn't the typical type of memory of you know our human brain, but something that happened before I was in my human body. Um, when I was in the energy realms, I remember choosing to come down into my human experience. And it, you know, I can, I can go back to that moment so clearly I remember there being other energies around um, and the feeling was that we had to go down to the planet to help um, kind of remember that there is a deep energy connection in all of the human experiences. And so uh, I I believe what I was feeling is that I had just come from a human experience and I was hoping to be in the energy realms for a little bit, uh, but that I had to come right back down. And so I chose my parents. I saw them in a pink motel in Florida and um, you know I ended up knowing that they were the right ones for me and in, in this in this human experience I was going to be moving through so lo and behold I came down uh, as a child and since the very beginning I was a very intuitive little girl uh, I'll, I'll touch on one memory that my parents always remind me of and share with me which is I was probably about three or four and I was with my dad and I said uh, dad you know I was your dad's mom And I had 12 kids. Um, You know, weirdly enough, these facts were true. And so my parents started realizing that they had someone who knew certain things for some reason. Um, You know, and I also ended up having her same eyes. So it's just interesting how these things work out and the knowing that children have. Um, 
I think that a lot we have a lot of sensitive children who come in and they remember, you know, their past lives or they have memories of, you know, choosing the human experience. Um, and I'm definitely I definitely fit within that category. Uh, and, you know, in remembering my past lives, I do believe that I had many where I died as a young girl. And I was on track for a similar uh, experience in this lifetime when I became very, very ill at eight years old. Um, and my body was dying and my energy knew. And so what I kind of think happens in those cases is that your energy starts, uh, you know, moving away from your body. It starts moving towards higher vibrational frequencies. And so I felt, felt my energy spreading out. And as a young girl, I knew that I was probably going to pass away and I was not scared at all, which I always think is something interesting to note, um, especially as, you know, uh, I do think that society can kind of, you know, create some fear around dying or, you know, it's a very, very sad occasion. But in this case, I just felt very peaceful and a sense of awareness that it would be very painful for the people being left behind. Um, in my near death, I had a very, uh, you know, a lot of people have similar experiences and I, and I was one of those where I felt my energy moving into high, high vibrational white light. And um, it really is like feeling your baggage at the door and it's your essence, it's your soul and it's moving in this channel. Um, and it feels very warm and very light and it's, and it's like, um, you at your core and nothing else. It's a very nice feeling. Uh, it was for me at least. And so I was moving into high vibrational white light and medicine saved me, medicine saved my body. And so um, I didn't end up passing away as you can probably tell. And, uh, but what did end up happening is that my energy was pretty spread out. It didn't fully integrate back into my human experience. So now I'm gonna talk a little bit about what my human experience is like now that my energy has spread out. So I uh, like to think of it this way. I have one foot in the human world, in my human experience, and I have one foot in the energy world, in the energy experience. Uh, and then a couple more things about the energy aspect of the way I perceive, um, you know, really everything. So because my energy did not fully move into high vibrational white light, it um, spread out and it got about half, you know, not even halfway up my channel, about three fourths the way up my, my energetic channel, I guess, if we're going to measure it with distance, which I'm not quite sure we can or should, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it got stuck in a lower uh, vibrational realm. And I like to think of things as simply as possible. So I, I think of things on a spectrum. Uh, low vibrational energy to high vibrational energy and everything in between. Uh, you know, low, lower vibrational energies can be in containers like the human experience. So we are all in a slightly lower vibration than we would be if we were not in a human body and we were in our energy world um, because we, we are contained in this way. And so um, the different dimensions and the different levels of frequencies increase in, in vibration as it gets higher to white light or higher to universal energy, um, which to me kind of looks like this oval um, that moves in a very fast paced, very healing way. And I, and I kind of mentioned that, you know, maybe some people would think of that as heaven. Um, to me, it looks like high vibrational energy that's constantly healing it's probably the best feeling you can feel being in in, in that zone um 
And so where I kind of am, am stuck is in a lower vibrational frequency. And in this dimension, we see a lot of suffering. And so, uh, you know, I have a lot of energies that come to me and see that I'm connected and my energy spread out. And they want to ride the elevator up into high vibrational white light. They, uh, you know, whenever it's a low vibrational frequency, the desire or, uh, you can know, kind of what the energy wants to do is it wants to charge. It wants to reach a higher vibration. And so I like to think of it like um, moths to a flame. I, I think that's what my relationship is. And, and energies or spirits would be the moths. <laughs> and then I would be the flame kind of connecting to white light. And so... Um, you know, a joke I would always make when I was younger, you know, I'd be doing nothing. I'd be hanging out, sitting on the couch. My parents would be like, oh, come on, Perry, you know, be productive. I'd be like, you know what? I'm extremely swamped right now in the energy world. <laughs> and that was a true statement for me. And so uh, it was really amazing to have parents who could hear that and could be curious about that um, and who could really help me learn about why I was seeing the world this way, why I was having this perception. Um, and I really do think it's important to note what happened immediately after my near-death experience when I woke up. So I woke up in the hospital room and there was a ton of people in my room. And the minute I opened my eyes, I was seeing, you know, different colors around them, which I then learned, which I, you know, later learned auras or energy, people's essence energy around them. So I was seeing that. I was hearing a lot of voices, which um, is one of my more challenging side effects <laughs> of this near-death experience. And so uh, the voices of energies who are suffering and want to be, you know, moved into a higher vibrational light, uh, you know, tuning into a lot of pain or impact moments, which are moments where uh, an energy has been shocked because it wasn't expecting something and, and, you know, the vibration has shifted to a lower vibration. So, you know, dealing with a lot of those voices upon waking up. Um, feeling things in a tense way. Like if someone approached me, I could feel immediately how they were feeling, what was going on in their bodies. And it was just a whole new way of being a human. My everything changed for me on that day. And I had to relearn how to work with these new experiences. And if, uh, you know, young Perry was on the phone right now, she would definitely say, this is not fair. <laughs> this is a curse. This is really scary and upsetting. Uh, I did not sleep for two years and I really want to normalize how, um, you know, how beautiful connections with energy can be. And also, you know, how challenging this was for me. I, I really want people to know that, you know, there were, there were rough patches. And so, me not sleeping for two years really affected the dynamics in my family. It was really tough. I was petrified. I was, uh, you know, having a lot of intense encounters with energetic entities that, you know, were from my past lives or were just, you know, around noticing that I had this ability to connect to white light. Um, and I, you know, used to kind of put it to my parents this way. I'm so scared because if an actual human broke into the house, you know, dad or mom could, could do something about it. But, you know, when an energy is just there, you know, no one else sees it. I don't have a shared experience with anybody. It's me having a very intense solo experience. Um, and so there was a lot of fear there. And it was, it was a really uh, challenging and, and scary time. And so, uh, as I mentioned before, my parents were incredible. They read every single book. Um, they found comfort in the validation of my intuitive experiences. I would know things that there was no way for me to know, and I would share them 
very openly, <laughs> not using social cues. Uh, and so there is a learning there as well, you know, when it's okay to share a deep and uh, intense truth with somebody, you know, it's, it's maybe not in the grocery store and it's maybe not, you know, un unsolicited information when we're hanging out with our family friends. <laughs> and so just learning, you know, when and where it was okay to relay these messages. Um, and, you know, the messages, it, it's a lot of pressure to receive messages and to know things that you're not quite sure why you know and that could probably impact people or help them in a way. Um, it always felt like a lot of pressure in my head. If I didn't relay the message, it would just continue staying with me. So that always felt like a burden. It was almost kind of like if I can relay this message, then I can kind of get this, this pressure off of me. Uh, and I think one of the stranger experiences is when I'm, you know, eight years old and my mom is asking me about my experiences and I'm like, mom, I'm just a conduit. <laughs> so how does like a young person even know what that word is? Uh, I'm just a kind of vessel that, you know, energy can move through and it can be expressed. You know, it's, it's nothing, it's not really about my human parry. It's, it's just about the messages that need to come through and I'm kind of a channel for them to come through. Uh, so. And yeah. for anyone who's listening and feels like this is really woo-woo or out there or not necessarily relatable, like you have to meet Perry. She yeah. looks like you and I. She's like very gentle and warm. And I know I feel so lucky Perry and I met when we were at Columbia. And it's a very intense program that attracts like such a niche. And it's a yeah. clinical psychology program. So yeah. we would talk about... Um, all these different diagnoses in the psychology world. And here's Perry. And she is somebody who has really kind of beat the system or has had this experience and really in integrated it fully into a healing modality and into her life. And I would love for you to talk more about that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it was really important for me once I learned what was going on, how to use these abilities. And that is when my life changed. I started realizing that, you know, I have access to, you know, this information or different realms and I can use it to help people. And two women who drastically changed my life, uh, Debbie Og and Lori Saluzzi. Lori Saluzzi was my Reiki teacher and she helped me learn what was happening. She expressed to me that I was working with energy and I could pull in high vibrational energy to help people and heal them. Um, Lori uh, healed herself from cancer. And so she is just a, an inspiration. She is a light on this planet and really helped guide me and you know, helped teach me how to use this to help other people. And that's when this became a gift for me. That's when I realized that I'm here so I can help people. I'm here so that I can um, help people feel a connection to something bigger than themselves, have faith that there's something else going on beyond the human experience that we can all lean into. Um, there's a thread that connects all of us. Debbie Og was another incredible inspiration in my life. Um, you know, she, she, had a movie made about her because she also cured herself from cancer, Leap of Faith. And so um, Debbie Og was someone who really helped me um, learn how to help, help heal people with cancer. That's what she taught me to do. And so in my earlier days, I was doing a lot of um, healing work, hands-on Reiki, hands-on energy work. 
um, learned, learned that I can do this long distance as well, which was really amazing. I worked with a lot of people in elderly homes, um, really recognizing the importance of that transition time in life. What, you know, as we're preparing to transition back into the energy world, having a lot of passion in that category, really got into um, advocating for people who have psychosis and schizophrenia. Not, not necessarily that I believe they have those things, but that those are labels we use to describe certain experiences. Um, and so, you know, really noticing what, what is going on there and giving that population a voice. Um, and it became very clear that I wanted to dedicate my, my life to helping people in any way I can. Now it has evolved to the place where I run guided integration, my dear friend, another SNBI alum, Lauren Chapman, and we tune in together. Um, we're, in, we're, you know, therapeutic intuitives, we're intuitive mediums, we're psychic mediums, whatever word you want to use um, to kind of describe what we do, that's what we do. We're connecting with the universe, um, allowing things to come through us as conduits writing up transcripts for people. Um, and, and really what the transcript says is, this is a direct communication with you and the universe. Um, you are able to tap in, you are able to feel uh, energy. This is possible, it's, it's a part of all of us. In fact, energy being the one constant, it's the thing that, um, you know, I feel we might not look at enough, um, you know, in our world. And, how can we pay attention to energy? How can we say if energy is the constant, you know, we are in an energy experience, drop into a human experience, and then we leave the human experience and we're back in an energy experience. Let's take a look at that. Let's figure out what's going on here. What's our soul story? Uh, and so it's really amazing to be able to work with clients and help unfold these intense dynamics in their experience through the lens of energy. Um, I also now work um, with perinormal and perinormal, the definition of perinormal, which I, I think is amazing, is uh, having previously been thought to be a paranormal phenomenon, but have since been scientifically verified as natural. And so it's normalizing a lot of these experiences. It's saying it's okay if you have, you know, unusual extensions of the human experience. That's normal, you know? It's, um, you know, the vastness of the universe is directly reflected in the vastness of each human being. And so I think that there is a communication that goes on all of the time, and it's essential for us to pay attention to that. And um, perinormal is, you know, the main focus is to help children and families, um, children who also might have perinormal experiences like I did, where it felt very challenging um, and really teaching families how to support their children in these experiences. And I think it's okay if you have two parents who aren't quite sure how to navigate these things. I mean, um, it, it's, it's like everything else. We can learn, we can be curious, we can approach with comfort and support and um, really have amazing, sensitive children. And, um, you know, that's one of my main goals there. Beautiful, Perry. Oh, you're the best. So I can say, um, I can definitely add my my couple cents here. Perry and I met, we, we were getting our master's in clinical psychology at Columbia. And when she referenced SMBI, the program's called Spirituality Mind Body Institute. Mm. And I'll never forget, I was, after our program started, I was leading a retreat or an immersion in upstate New York. And then I was presenting some research at Columbia and I came to the campus and 
Um, I met up with Perry and Perry's like, oh my God, Aaron, like you're totally drained. And I was, I was wrecked. I haven't, I wasn't sleeping. Um, the, the certain gig was really overwhelming and intense. There was just a mass amounts of people, um, that I was like sharing a lot of meditation and positive psychology with, and I was quite overwhelmed. And Perry said, lay down. And we happened to be in the courtyard at Columbia and a couple of our classmates were around and Perry starts uh, a ceremony, like an energy healing and Reiki on my body. And as she is doing this practice, one of our friends was talking about a speaking engagement she got. And I, and when she was talking about the speaking engagement, I kept feeling envy and, and jealousy. Like, how is she getting the speaking engagement? And I'm not. And the second I felt that envy, Perry looks at me and says, what was that? And I was like, what? She's like, what was that? Like, I felt you shift. And I was like, you could feel that? Like, how did you, how did you pick up on that? Um, so from since that moment, I've been such a devotee and like, so connected with Perry. I actually work with her every other week. Um, Mm -hmm. and I highly, highly recommend if you're interested in these conversations, like you definitely have to check out guided integration. It's deep spiritual work, connecting to the world around you. If you identify as an empath or somebody who connects to the feelings of other people, or you have this intuitive inner knowing, which I think is like we talk about all the time, very possible and intuitive for many people once you get super clear um, and you want a safe space to process, Perry is somebody who's really good at integrating those experiences. Mm. Um, And even if it's a strong feeling, and I don't talk about this often, but from traveling solo, uh, from being in India and, and Israel, and especially in Bali, and even my dorm room at Columbia, um, there's sometimes like not great feeling energies. And when you keep doing this work and when you're diving really deep in your soul and you're kind of discovering what's what lies beneath the surface you pick up on these other energies and I really remember it being like very strong in Bali and very strong in my dorm room at Columbia and Perry was the one that really helped me check in and recognize that maybe there was some unfinished energy in there and that energy maybe wasn't of highest vibration and to help kind of stay super grounded and be in my own white light, even in a room that maybe feels stuffy or, uh, not, not the highest vibration. And mm-hmm. that was a, that was a life changer for me. It's continuously a life changer as I continue to travel and spend time in weird hotel rooms every now and then. <laughs> so always connecting to that white light. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I uh, have so many fond memories connecting with you, Erin. Um, you're, you're somebody I absolutely love having shared intuitive experiences with and being in your energy. Um, and, you know, I do think that a lot of us can pick up on lower vibrational frequencies, you know, and feel like maybe there's something else going on in here, even though it's an empty room. And sure, why not? I mean, Aaron and I joke a lot about how the grocery store has more spirits than, you know, probably a graveyard. And so energies um, are everywhere, just like people are everywhere. And just like you can tell if a person might not be, you know, um, you know, with well intentions, you can you can feel if an energy feels a little lower vibrational or if it's kind of in your space when you don't want it to be. 
And there's so many beautiful tools we can use with white light. And, and like, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to simplicity. It's so simple and it's so impactful to be in. Um, I know Aaron and I sometimes talk about the golden egg, for example. Imagine, imagine yourself sitting in a golden egg. It's all around your body and it's a protective energy. And using that guided imagery can be really helpful and really work with the energy um, in a way that, you know, uh, creates a barrier, creates some type of safety or, or can help you feel good wherever you are, whether it be on a train, whether it be traveling or in a strange hotel room. I think it's nice to have those tools in our back pocket because we all come across things that feel a little um, off or yucky. Definitely. And that's so good to know. And yeah. if you feel these experiences, if you're having these heightened intense experiences and you're listening to this podcast, definitely know you are not alone and reach out. Like there's so many different ways to integrate these possibly psychic abilities, these intuitive abilities. Perry, mm-hmm. what are you working on right now? What's coming up mm-hmm. that you're very excited about? Oh, I'm excited about a few things. Um, I'm always, you know, Lauren and I are always evolving guided integration. Um, you know, in the future, we're hoping to create courses on intuition. We, we genuinely believe everybody has the ability to connect to uh, universal frequencies. We all have these abilities. So helping people recognize what they feel like, what they are, um, how to tap in and be your, you know, your own kind of guide. Um, And so that's something that I'm so pumped about. And then I'm also writing a book, Perinormal. And, you know, this is a space for me to tell the story in a very authentic and genuine way. And I'm going to focus a lot on both the light and the dark of these experiences. I want to be really real with everybody and normalize a lot of the challenges. And also, um, I always think it's possible to find light in darkness. And so um, that that's kind of what I've come back to over and over again in my life. And um, so so the, the story will definitely cover, you know, some of my more intense experiences with energy, um, you know, my family's way of supporting me to help people understand the importance of having a support team. It's, it's, it's uh, not unique for me to have a challenging day, which I call a challenging head day, <laughs> to put it simply for the people in my life. And everybody knows what that means who's close to me. And I know how to, you know, ask for the people I love to come in and help me through those moments. And I, and I do think it's an educational process. It's something where if you want somebody to support you in the way you need, there, there is a process of explaining how and what works for you. And I think that, you know, my parents and I, my family, my partner, we all have kind of gotten on the same page. And I'd love to share that with other people. Um, I wrote my, I'm so grateful for my mom and my dad. They wrote everything down um, when I was a little girl. So we have no, like, pages and pages of notes about all of these um, bizarre yet very validated experiences. And so, um, you know, my mom always jokes like working with energy can be awkward. <laughs> like there's all of these like funny little anecdotes there that um, I think are, you know, light and funny as well as, you know, deeply serious and very truthful. And I hope to offer that to people. And, you know, yeah, as always working with our clients, it's, the best, you know, doing what 
you feel you're meant to do is the best feeling on the planet. And I hope everybody can kind of tune into their passion and their purpose and fall into alignment and do what and do, you know, what their human experience is wanting them to do. I mean, it's the best gift I could have ever received. So what lifetime number is this for you? I think this is 13. Yeah. What were some of the earlier lives like? Yeah. So um, I touched on this a little bit, but I definitely had a pattern of dying as a young girl. Um, Some traumatic deaths. I have memories of them. One, uh, One lifetime, I always kind of think about it for some, it's, I guess I'm still processing, processing it in this lifetime as I lived in a very um, kind of rundown fisherman's town. And uh, my family lived in kind of an attic. And I remember having a dog and a cat and feeling very close to them. And I had passed away by falling off a dock and actually drowning. Um, and someone had seen me, but didn't help me. And I just, I always go back to that moment. It, it was an intense life. I've also had a life where um, I felt I was a Native American. I do feel like my mom was in that life and that we developed an energy connection in that life, which is another reason why we're here together in this life, um, working on some attachment issues. In that life, my mom had died before me and it was very disturbing. And so in this life now, I'm working through attachment issues. And I think that's normal and just normalizing like, the little things that we're going through and, you know, uh, why we're going through them. And sometimes they can date back to way before this life. And so uh, not that it makes things more complicated, but there's a lot more to look at than just our current human experience, I believe. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, many, many different lives, but those are, those are two that just came to mind. And even in our program and even with my clients right now, we talk about epigenetics all the time, like what happened in your lineage that you're still working through right now. I see it um, with a lot of my clients in their eating disorders, whether it's like binging or purging, anorexia, bulimia, um, this fear of like not having enough. I think we can date that back to like very easily, like our DNA is interwoven with our great grandmothers and their grandmothers and all that we've suffered like in our lineage, but also the great stuff too. So like being a gypsy, a medicine woman, a native American, like these healing modalities that are also in our epigenetics. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose which one you want to connect to. That's beautiful. And I think a really good point. Um, and I actually got chills and I think a lot of people say this, but AKA truth bumps kind of as you were talking about how true that is and how, you know, we do have these energy connections and so much is shared and passed through. So being able to notice and tap into, you know, the different frequencies there and understand them, um, is something that I hope we can all experience. So what about right now? Are you experiencing any other energies at this moment? Yes, uh, for sure. In fact, I, you know, kind of plugged into my channel a little bit um, for this call, just to be able to kind of streamline a lot of this information and make sure I'm I'm very dedicated to authenticity. That's my number one thing. I always want to make sure things are coming from the source. Um, And so, you know, in my life, I always have energies around me. That's my norm. I have um, spirits around me. Some might say I feel a little bombarded in the energy realms, um, which is okay. You know, you learn how to deal with things in your life. You learn how to kind of manage the more challenging things. And um, we all have things that I think are a little bit challenging in every type of human experience. So recognizing, you know, what that is and what your tools are to help you feel like you're the best version of yourself, even when you have, you know, a lot of other stuff going on. You know, I'm here with Aaron doing the podcast and I have things going on around me. 
And um, that's that's my lifestyle. And I think it's kind of like you lived in the city your whole life and it was nice and noisy and that's what you liked and it was comforting. And then you moved to a cabin in the woods in the country and it was super, super quiet. And um, you didn't have that same stimuli or activity around you. It might feel a little weird and strange. And at this point, at 25, I can say that without my experiences and without the, you know, without my world being the way it is, I think I would miss that. And I, and I wouldn't want that to change. So now it's my norm. It's comfortable some days. It's so interesting and, and fascinating. And I'm wondering if you had the ear of all the women in this world and you got to speak to them about your work and, and what's happening in your life, what would you share with these women? Yeah, I, um, I definitely know what I would like to share with these women. I would like all women to trust themselves deeply and know that they are extremely intuitive. We are all extremely intuitive. And um, anything that comes up in our experiences is information for us. And we have abilities way beyond the abilities that we have in our human containers. They go, they go much farther than that. Um, and so for all women to tune in and feel their power and feel their connection, connection is so healing, connecting to the universe, connecting to the people in their lives in a way that feels right for them. Um, you know, there, there, there's so much to pay attention to. And I, I really, truly do feel like attention is love in a lot of ways. Every fiber of your being, of your energy, paying attention to um, our intuition, our great wisdom that we have. I love the title of the podcast, Wise um, Women, because I, I really do feel like we have such wisdom within us and that we have access to in other realms. Thank you. Thank you. Amy. Yes. And this is what we need to be reminded and what we want to hear and if you are listening and you are having strange experiences or you know somebody else who is he hearing or seeing things that aren't there, definitely reach out to Perry. She can help integrate these somewhat mystical experiences. And if you are picking up on uh, unwelcoming energy in your home or when you're traveling, just know that you can greet it as an old, as a, either a friend or not. This is something Perry taught me that really sticks with me daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You meet somebody you know right away if you vibrate with them or not or if you're not interested in being close with them. And the same thing would happen with an energy. You can choose yeah. to welcome them or not. Exactly. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me here, Erin. This has been such a joy to connect with you and everybody. Thank you. Thank you. We love having you here. And for everyone who does want to connect with Perry, I'm going to leave all her information in the footnotes. Um, thanks for tuning in. Please leave a review. We love to hear from you and have a great day.